Before I get started with today's podcast, let me play you a song. It's not really a song. It's more like, um, well, let me explain afterwards. May wherever you're at be blessed with rain. Because that was a ancient rain whistle. I was looking for a Aztec death whistle, but this is all they had. So I brought it with me because it looks fucking awesome. And I only learned that it was a rain whistle because of my cousin Javier. He is, um, he loves the culture there. Welcome back to the Meatweed Podcast. This is going to be part two of my Mexico trip. There's going to be a lot more. I'm pretty sure I can um, summarize a lot of it with this one. If not, there'll be a part three. Hopefully, I don't annoy you guys with that. But yeah, there's still a lot to talk about because, you know, two weeks is a lot of stuff. And I literally just brushed on the first few days. All right. Okay, um, heads up. This episode is about the Mexico trip. However, something did pop up on Twitter that is very important for me to talk about. Mainly because I used to work at this place. Walgreens is now using your personal information. If you're going to buy pregnancy tests or condoms, they will sell that information to Enfamil and they will try to get you to buy baby formula because of the whole abortion ban. So, heads up to that. Fuck Walgreens. Seriously, what the fuck? That's actually really messed up. Like, I'm looking into this whole trend. I shared it on Twitter and everything, but... I mean, that's bad, dude. Like, that's fucking bad. Like, I, I always knew, right? It's the whole loyalty rewards thing. People are saying we should, um... Uh, we should buy pregnancy tests and stuff with... With cash now. And not use royalty cards and stuff. Trust me, guys. It's just... It's not a good situation right now, okay? I had to say something. Because, you know, people listen. And that's fucked up. Look, if you have Twitter, and even if you don't, look into this, okay? Go on Twitter. Everyone's talking about it right now. Mostly women, you know? It's mostly targeting them. So if you're a woman and you have an active sex life, even if you don't, you will be targeted if you shop at Walgreens. So heads up with that. That's that's pretty fucking bad. Okay, back to the um, back to the Mexico trip. I don't want to I don't want to down you guys with that modern information but um i um last time i was talking about the mexico trip i was in the village and what village that was i'll leave that to myself but there is something kind of cool about the village right you know you go back to a time where you you can walk pretty much everywhere everything's really close but at the same time it's usually up and down hills so if you're like me and you're accustomed to flat ground because, you know, here in the valley, it's just completely flat ground. Um, you're not used to walking up and down hills, which I had to adjust. And I lost weight because of it, so I'm kind of happy about that. In fact, the hills there are surprisingly high. Like, I don't think you could drive a car up some of them. It was kind of cool, though, because what I did, right? I went with my my uncle, and we went up this hill. Uh, my uncle and my dad, actually. The thing is, there was no village uh, Wi-Fi. There was no service because of a recent issue with, um, I guess, a nearby uh, telephone... What's the word? Uh, basically, a, a nearby, a nearby um, broadcasting station? I don't know what it is. You know what I mean. 
Whatever, whatever gives your phone service, okay? Period. Let's just put that, because for some reason I can't think of the word. And I'll think of it later and burst it out. That's something I do. We went up the hill, and we were walking, and first off, the heat really palpitates you when you're exercising fully. You, you have all gears going, you know? And it's a good feeling at the same time, because it's exercise. So obviously you're going to feel good afterwards. We get up the hill, and there's service at the top of the hill. It's a very top, um, for me it's high, you know, for me it's a high hill, but for them they're, you know, just another ordinary walk. These guys are awesome with how much they walk, I love it. They weren't even tired when we got to the top, meanwhile I was out of breath. Big old chubby American me. <laughs> and again, the smells in the air, it's just fresh, it's, just, it's nature, okay? It's just nature, and I love it. We get to the top, and I have service, I'm texting my girlfriend from there, I'm telling her, hey, there's no... There's no service at all in the in the village. I'm texting you from a fucking mountain. And it was it's a beautiful view. I took some pictures. But I also learned a thing or two, right? Uh, worst case scenario, if I get lost. There is, um... There are these plants in the ground that are edible. And I never knew about them. In fact, they're like tiny jicama plants. You could um, dig them up, grab the root, peel it off, and eat it. And they're really good. They're actually really good. Um... If you have a body of water nearby, maybe rinse them off because, you know, horses everywhere piss. <laughs> it's, you know, just in case. There's also a lot of cattle there. But I didn't know about this. So it's some valuable information that I had. And I took a picture of the plant. Just uh, for memory's sake. I never needed it, thankfully. But at the same time, it was there just in case. And it was cool to me because I realized that I'm, you know... I'm not going to say I'm a city boy or anything. I'm from out here in the country. It's just right there. That's when I realized there's food in this land. It's very fertile. I saw one of the plants and I thought, okay, but how many are there really? And I started looking around. There was quite a few, in fact, enough to satisfy whatever hunger you have. Hunger and thirst because there's very juicy jicama type, you know, roots. I, I don't know, I think they could have used some Valentina, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's still pretty good. And it's good information to learn. And you wouldn't learn this unless you go out and e experience what I did. Also, the water's got to be, like, boiled like crazy. But, you know, that's another thing. And this moment, I, I don't know, I felt different. I felt like I had learned something very useful. Because we also walked around the cactuses, and we were looking at the fruits. And my dad was like, see these here? You can eat these but they're not ready yet. If they're not ready, do not eat them. And if they are ready, and you want to eat them, use a knife, because they're not, they're not, um, they're not going to give up their fruit too easily. They're these big red cactus berries, right? They're really sweet, they're really good, and the animals, the local animals, eat them when they fall off the, the cactus. When they fall on the ground, they break open, and the animals just go hog wild over them. Some of them literally, they, there used to be hogs in the area, but I didn't see any thankfully because you know hogs actually do pack quite a wallop if you're if you're disturbing them so anyway that that was one of the um that was like i'd say day three at that point pretty cool really so it was not this moment that i wanted to talk about this time it was afterwards there's this place right and i'm just going to tell you right now it's a big city so i might as well tell you morelia morelia michoacan that's where i was at i went there and damn, 
Mexico has entered the modern era, honestly. When I was a kid, it wasn't like this. It wasn't um it wasn't as modern as it was. You know, iPhones everywhere, plenty of Wi-Fi. And I also learned a minor difference in modern modern um apps, app usage. One of the most popular apps over there is WhatsApp. I don't use WhatsApp. I actually rarely ever like interact with it whatsoever. In fact, I was genuinely surprised how many stores use it. Like, a lot of them would go, okay, here's our WhatsApp number. And I thought, what's that? You know, like, what is it? So I looked it up, and yeah, it's an app. I've only used it once or twice in the past, but that's how little I interact with it. Over there in Mexico, almost every restaurant has a WhatsApp number. That's kind of cool. I never knew, I, I never, um, I've never seen that. And that's one of the minor differences that Mexico has with the U.S., but... You know, it's 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 one of those nice quirks you see and you think, oh, that's neat. I wanted to bring that up because how many people in America use WhatsApp? You know, that's what I was wondering, because me and everyone I know from the States, we don't we don't use it. We don't even have it downloaded. I guess some people do have it downloaded. I guess to talk to family and friends or whatever. But I've never used WhatsApp. I used it once. and It was to talk to a friend from... Romania, I believe. Yeah, something like that. But hey, I thought that's pretty neat. Anyway, moving on. There was this place that I went to as a kid um, my, during my last trip to Mexico, 18 years ago. And this one place did not change. And I'm gonna be honest, it doesn't need to. It didn't need to change. La Catedral de Morelia. A very, very old cathedral. And how old am I talking about, okay? This place is, I would, I wouldn't say ancient, but it's pretty damn old. Let me put it in perspective. The United States was not even founded when this place was built. And to walk into it, you felt a sense of overwhelming presence. Like, I'm not a religious person, okay? I'm, I'm really not. In fact, I believe there is a God, sure. But, I don't know, moments like that... You feel like he's watching you, you know? The watchful eyes of God are present in the cathedral. It's a beautiful place. And by the way, I um, I was told while I was in there, well, I wasn't told, but you just kind of know what to do. You know, you walk in, everyone's very quiet. Some people are praying and you let them do their thing, okay? It's amazing. Like the columns were lined with gold. I mean, it was, Dude, how do I put this into perspective, the amount of awe that I felt? When I was a kid, I didn't go inside the cathedral. I was just outside of it taking pictures, you know? Like, I have a very old picture of me um, sitting outside the cathedral, and we went to the same place, and I was like, every other place felt smaller, right? Because when I was a kid, big world and stuff. This is the only place that had not changed at all. I still felt tiny in comparison to this monumental structure of ancient, like, you know, they built this place by hand, you know? It's just, it was amazing. I forget how old the place is. Like, I, if I had to put a number on how long ago the place was built, I would not be able to tell you, but it's definitely up there. Let me look it up. Damn. <laughs> I really should have researched this beforehand. 
Oh, I got a selfie of me in front of it too. And I couldn't get the whole thing in there because it was just that big. One thing to mention when I was there was there was a protest happening out front. And I was told that the reason they'll do that is because if you protest in front of the cathedral, people will listen. Because it's one of the most hotbed tourist spots in all of the country. And I noticed. Because there was people everywhere. It was amazing. I loved it. Let me tell you right now. If you ever want to take a trip, and you, you know, and you, you want to see something that's going to blow your mind, look up La Catedral de Morelia. Okay? Because that place is worth a visit. In fact, I want to go back there. <laughs> I just... I don't know, man. There's, there's some words that you just can't say. Like, you can't express it in words enough how amazing that place was. I loved... Loved it. Like, I would scream it into the mic, but I don't want to pick the audio. So I now have a perspective on how old this place is. Exact years, anyway. Ground was broken on the 6th of May, 1660. They finished it in 1744. Holy shit. 84 years of construction. Could you imagine? People have lived their entire lives in the past with the construction happening behind them. They had no idea the monumental specter they were witnessing. That place is fucking big, okay? Like, it was built 278 years ago. It was finished 278 years ago. And I got to walk amongst the halls. I got to see, you know, it's a Roman cathedral, okay? It's a Catholic church. Very, very, very big one. Still in use, and the bell still works. And it's, I love it, honestly. I There's just nothing nearby here, right? There's nothing near where I live that's that old, okay? Like, walking through this felt arc arcane. Like, there was some stuff back then that, I don't know. The, the way I feel is that there were some words from the past that will never be heard again. And I got to walk amongst where they were spoken. Words that, sure, they may not be substantial at the time. In fact, a lot of, a lot of the times we take things for granted, right? Like if we have a conversation with a friend or maybe a secret is spilled, it's like, ooh, that's, that's spicy. You never know the butterfly effect your words can have, okay? So yeah, La Catedral de Morelia was beautiful and I loved it. And that wasn't the only thing I saw that day. I also, I don't know, I, I felt warm in this place. Not hot or anything, not like I was sweating in the building, but I felt not like I was being judged. I felt like I was welcome, you know? This place, fuck man, there's no other words for it. You gotta check it out. The only way to explain how it was to walk amongst it was to be there. Okay, we also took plenty of photos, me and my family, and I was happy with it. I was really happy there. I didn't want to express it, and th that's the thing too, right? There was a little thing. In Mexico, they're very outspoken about how they feel. They're very happy, very talkative. I'm not that kind of person, um, and some of, some of our family members, I, gu I guess in the U.S., we're more stern, because over there, they're just so damn hospitable and friendly. It's beautiful, dude. It's just fucking great. There was also another place, uh, the Morelia Aqueducts. Still a cool place, by the way. I went off about the cathedral a little too long. 
But the truth is, it was worth every word. Like, I, I can't do it justice. But the aqueducts were also incredible to me because it's um, ancient architecture, you know? Let's see when they were built. There we go. Aqueducto de Morelia. This place is also famous, very famous. You can walk past it. You can see all the ancient statues that were built around it. But just being near it, you know, it's it's made of stone, you know? How much things do you know nowadays that are made of stone? Damn, I can't find anything about it. 16th century architectural jewel in the heart of Morelia. Yeah, that's how they used to move water back then. And it still works. From what I believe, or from what I've heard, I don't think it's still in use, but the fact that it's there, you know? You know, you hear about these places in like ancient Italy or something, you know, where like they're still standing and stuff, and they're still around. And, you know, maybe ancient Rome. There's an aqueduct in Rome, okay? There's also an aqueduct in Mexico. Morelia. Aqueducto de Morelia. And it's... I liked walking past it. We walked past it for a bit, right? We were just walking alongside it. And you can feel, like... I don't know. There's an overwhelming presence when it comes to places like this. When it comes to ancient architecture, I can't help but be enthralled. <laughs> I was just... I was so happy to see it. And everyone else is just commuting around it. There's also this street that my uncle called... Um, El Calle de Amor, um, or like the, the, the street of love. Calle de Besos, there we go. The Kissing Street. Because every time you walk past it, right by the aqueduct, there's a lot of um, couples. It's a very romantic area. And, I don't know, at that time, I just really missed my girlfriend, you know? Like, I saw that and I thought, damn, you know? I wish she was here right now. I love that place. Morelia is so full of history and... It, I can't do it justice, man. Like, like I'm, I'm struggling to come up with words. I'm normally good with this, okay? I'm, no, I normally am. You guys know I've had plenty of episodes of the podcast. You, you, you have evidence. So when I'm taken aback, and I try to explain to you why this place is great, and I can't do it, you just gotta go see it. Get your ass on a plane, go over there and see it. It's worth it. Right by the aqueduct, when we walk down. There's this statue as well. It's not as old. Apparently the original was made in 1931. But it's still a very historic, significant place. Let me look up the name, because I do not want to offend anybody. Fuente de las Indias. The Indian's Fountain. But the government later promoted them as Fuente de las Tarascas. And what it is, right? It's never been given an official meaning, but everyone does have their interpretation of it. And it has to be it happens to be right by that, you know, that romantic street that I talked about. There is a giant basket of fruit being held up by three bare chested women, all facing outward directions. It's huge. It's a big statue. It's not giant, it's not like the Empire State Building or anything, right? I'm not trying to compare the two, but I'm just giving you a perspective. It's a very big fountain. Very popular as well. We never determined what exactly it means, but if I had to guess, it has to do with fertility of the land. Because it, it is ancient soil, and a lot of people still use the old techniques of, you know, the farming and everything. And it's 
it was it was beautiful you know you walk by it you don't think much of it if you were me anyway but I saw it and I thought that's a cool statue and then my my uncle he went off about um, the significance of it and the history Morelia is a beautiful place honestly like the whole thing it just reeks of ancient architecture the streets are cluttered with people walking around buying and selling things it's what I picture ancient Rome would have been like, you know? Like, I, I think to put it into perspective, it's like a modern version of it, but it's still very traditional. And Morelia is also famous for one thing, something that is very culturally significant. Very culturally significant because it's still to this day practiced. It's known for its sweets. It's candies made by hand, ancient, you know, traditional te uh, candies. Some of them are like milk candies between two wafers. A lot of them are somewhat spicy, but they're really tangy. You could buy some here in the States. It's just better to buy it there. When you get it from the States, they've been traveling a lot, okay? They've been, they went far. And this, um, when, when we went here, we had some, and it was just so damn good. Like, that candy is... You know, it's it's good, you know? There's no other way to put it. It's good, period. That's how it is. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I loved it, in fact. And I brought a... Uh, I, I bought an assortment of every single candy from the place. Uh, they, they have this gift box where you have every single one in there. I wish I had bought two because I'm already out. <laughs> but it's still pretty damn good. There's this coconut one, right? Where it's like a roll and it's like really burnt on the top and the bottom it's not burnt it's like cooked and you bite into it and it's coconutty but it's also really creamy i don't know how they'd make it but that shit is busting on god respectfully <laughs> i don't know what that was about okay but seriously you guys gotta go i'm serious right now pack up your bags go to morelia right now i see you're not packing Anyway, it's it's a beautiful place, and we also had a bunch of street food as well. Also, there is one thing, okay? And I think my cousin saw it when I was there. There's a big difference between this type of taco in the U.S., and if you guys know, I think some if some family members are hearing, you already know what I'm going to go off on, all right? In America, we have these tacos, you know, tacos de bir, um, de al pastor. There we go. Al pastor tacos, Okay. Right here in America, they're very full of meat. They got it, you know, it's a taco. And it's got a decent sized tortilla and everything. But <laughs> the difference in the US is you get a, a sizable portion of meat in the tortilla. When I ordered some in Mexico, I got like a pepperoni slice on a thin cracker. It wasn't a, it wasn't a cracker, it was a tortilla, but it was very small. I should have listened to my cousin. He did tell me. They're kind of small here. You might want to buy a few more. I bought five, and he recommended to buy ten. I should have fucking listened. They are so tiny over there, bro. Are you serious? And They're like dirt cheap because they barely use any meat. And I was like, I ordered like a taco, and that's, that, that's, what, that's one of the things that's different from here in the U.S. and over there. Everything else was the same, uh, food-wise. Different names for things, sure, but like, come on, man. 
Oh, there was one thing that was different. Uh, another thing, anyway. If you get a quesadilla here, or quesadilla, pronounce it correctly, there is, um, the, the cheese is already in the tortilla, right? And sometimes you get it with a bit of meat. I got one over there that was a chorizo dia, like chorizo quesadilla, which is cheese mixed with chorizo, right? And it's already cooked, but over there, it's separate. Like, what they'll do is they'll give you warm tortillas that are nice, very moldable and everything. But they'll give you the meat and cheese on a separate platter, so you can add as much as you want, or as little as you want. That's... I, I thought that was a good idea. Over there, that's a way better idea. You can limit your portion sizes per tortilla. Here in the US, it's predetermined. Over there, they take their health really seriously. I noticed that too. There was a pharmacy in every corner. And the pharmacies are different too. You can walk in and just buy stuff, you know? There are some things you need a prescription for, obviously same as here, but like in the in the Mexican pharmacies, they have just about everything. Which was good because at some point, there's something they say, right? Where you're not supposed to drink the tap water or there's certain water you're not supposed to drink. I didn't listen. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for everyone. We're about to get into my bowel movements because despite the beauty of this town, there was something in the water. I don't know what it is. I liked the food, the atmosphere, the architecture, the candies. The water was, I mean, they say don't drink it. I didn't listen. I was thirsty. I noticed nobody else buys water there. <coughs> and I finally saw why. After I got sick, um, I think a few days afterwards, it wasn't like, ooh, I'm going to vomit. No, no, no. You guys already know what it is, okay? I had the shits. I'm, that's as far as I'm going to go into that. But no. I like the quesadillas over there. They're way more cooler. Because, you you know, you get the cheese and the meat. mixed in a little bowl. And you get like a... You, you scoop it in, okay? It's finger food. That's what it is. Everything's also way cheaper over there. I kept running the numbers, right? I think in the total time I was there, even though I was splurging like crazy, I spent maybe 300 bucks. Max. And this was after I bought wine on a plane. Damn, I'm bougie. Damn, I'm, I'm fucking broke now. But yeah, you know, whatever. This trip, I don't know. There's there's actually still more about it, okay? This is one of the places I visited, and, along with the village. And there was another one. So there's going to be a part three. Because the thing is, I do like recording these episodes. I like making them short. But this would have merited like a three-hour episode. It's just I'm busy today. Um, if, if anything, I'm kind of checking the clock right now you know okay yeah fuck man that walgreens stream really threw me off i'm sorry like this whole episode was about the beauty of morelia and it started with me telling walgreens to fuck off <laughs> i don't think that's any good oh oh this one fun thing did happen in morelia they don't have gucci stores but they got this one brand i forget what it's called but nobody wears their clothing they're just expensive for the sake of expense, you know? It's literally like a three-piece suit. That's all it is. You could buy it there, and it'll cost you a few hundred um, pesos. I think a few thousand, actually. And if you round up the numbers, that's like, that's like 50 bucks. So it's still pretty cheap. I think my pants cost about as much as the whole suit. 
Uh, we're going by, you know, measurements here, okay? The the amount of money you'd spend over there, it looks like a lot because one dollar is like 20 pesos, okay? So you do the math. A hundred dollars is 2,000 pesos. One of the suits cost about $800 or 800 pesos. And I looked at the rest of the... Like, the rest of the prices for clothes. And the clothes are, you know... They're, they're about the same price as they would be in the U.S. But I even asked. I'm like, where's the Gucci store? I'm very curious as to what Mexican Gucci would look like. There wasn't a single one. I was just curious is all. <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm thinking about right now is the candies in, the, in Morelia. My favorite one is the wafer one. Where you crunch into it. And the top and the bottom hit your teeth and it's just really crunchy but then you have a soft center and it's just gooey and delicious and it's fucking good oh my god i'm sweating thinking about the food i'm such a fat ass god damn american palates are also a bit different but i'm mexican so it's okay because i mostly eat mexican food over here anyway i like to try new things and when i got to mexico i realized i had tried most of everything already so i did try new things there was this type of, um, there's this type of fish that you could buy by the ocean that's deep fried and they almost taste like, like a, a somewhat fishy French fry. Think of it that way. They don't come with salt. You sprinkle a bit on top. You know, you measure your seasonings there. You gotta be healthy there, okay? And it's delicious, honestly. At some point, I actually bought a cup, and they went inside to reheat it. I didn't know where they had gone, so I got I grabbed a cup, and I just started eating it cold, and it was still good. And the lady came out with a warm cup. She said, did you eat a second cup? And I was like, oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> However, this did not happen in Morelia. This happened... <laughs> this happened in another place. A way cooler one, okay? My next topic I'm going to bring up is when I went to Hanitio, which is an island. You have to take a boat to get there. And as you're getting there, there are fishermen outside on much smaller boats wearing traditional garb and big sombreros. I don't know what the... Yeah, sombreros. They'd be wearing that. And it's so cool. This is the place. You know, this is going to be the next episode. But this is the place that inspired Coco. That's right. I went there. I ate the food. I drank the porque. I did all that shit. And you know what? It was pretty damn fun. I like fried fish and I like oceanside views. So when you mix the two, it's 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 a masterpiece. All right. More on that next week. There's going to be a part 3. Why? Because um I'm in a rush. My bad. That's what happens when you haven't had weekends off in a while. Like, oh yeah, a little bit of a tidbit for the for the new listeners, or I, I doubt there's many, but you know, whatever. There, um, I, my old job, I had a lot less free time. Now I have weekends off, and it's it's kind of a culture shock if I'm being honest. Like I'm sitting here, like, what do I do now? And then I started planning a bunch of things out. So now I kind of got to hurry to finish this. And I'm going to go do those things because I have two days to do whatever whatever I can't do in the week. Because my weeks are busy, but they're not overwhelming now, you know? They're, they're not too crazy. It's like 10-hour workdays. It's not bad, actually. It's actually really fun. 
And it's a cool job because I'm helping build the, um, the high-speed railway being made in California. That's right. Your boy's helping California. I'm helping the future. Anyway, um, enough about my new job. I'll be talking about you guys. Um, I'll be talking about Hanitio next week. And I have a really cool picture to show you guys. Because um, there was a photographer and she was charging pictures. I saw a picture of myself and I was like, damn, I look fucking good. So I took a picture. I know I sound like a narcissist there. I kind of am. I'm sorry. But I do care about you guys as well. All right. Oh, wait. One more thing. One more thing. First off, follow me on Twitter. Share the podcast. You don't got to like, subscribe, do whatever that shit. You can do it, but it's optional, you know? Just share it. That's what I care about. And we're almost at 6,000 downloads, so I do appreciate that. I appreciate it greatly. In fact, I know the moment I check the statistics next time, it's going to be there because we were that close. So, yeah. See you guys next week. Next week, I'm going to be talking about Hanitio. Goodbye.